What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, I've been off for a month. Did you miss me? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Who are you? Are you something from Pablo? Do I know you? Do we have no, history? No. What? I get, and I, yeah. I don't know month you. Off. That, that looks like a um, new attic. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on from out here in Arizona. A month off. That's a long yeah. time. I had yeah. like three weeks off, and honestly, I was happy to get back. That's too much time off for me. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Brian Kelly loses, Dustin Johnson wins, and Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani strengthen their AL MVP cases. But we begin today with tennis. Over the holiday weekend, both Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal and 45 major wins between them lost to people who have never even been to a major semifinal. Serena went out to Isla Tomjanovic, who's ranked 46th in the world and in the most stunning results so far. Nadal went out to Francis Tiafo of College Park, Maryland, a local for us. Wilbon, did the U.S. Open just get more or less interesting? Infinitely more interesting, Tony. You mentioned College Park, Maryland, and Tiafo being local for us, of course. You and I have been following Tiafo like a neighborhood kid since he was 16, 15, 16 years old. So this is a big deal, as you and I talked about and texted each other about yesterday. Big deal. But, Tony, this is, I, I, I equate this, liken this, to I covered the Dream Team guys individually and collectively. And they were the greatest team ever. And in some ways, that you could apply to Serena Williams and, and, and Federer and Djokovic, who's not done yet, and Nadal, who could be on a backslide. But, you know, Tone, at some point, it was time for Jordan and Stockton and Malone and Bird and Magic. It's time to go. And I, was, I, I, I loved them. But I was anxious to see Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant and all the people that came, right, Grant Hill and Chris Webber, who came right after them. And now you've got a whole slew yeah. of great players, or so it seems, Tony. And I want to see Coco Goff. And I want to see Tom Lanovich. And I want to see Tiafo, particularly. Yes, interesting, yeah. more. At 40 years old, it's time. They were great. God bless them. Yeah. It's time to go. So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I am not certain that it became more interesting. Because I believe if Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal had won this tournament at their age, those would be wins for the ages, and we would be talking about GOAT status all week long. I agree now, with you. Now, tennis, tennis got younger. Tennis got less predictable. The tennis yeah. ratings are going to go down because these people are not in there anymore. And by the way, Medvedev lost. So over the weekend, the men lost their number one and number two draw. Let me get to Tiafo for a second. Tiafo beat Nadal. Tiafo yes, was did. quicker to the ball. He hit it harder. He moved Nadal around like a chess piece. And not only that, Tiafo won the crowd. It started out like a Serena Williams crowd, where it was all for Nadal in the first set. By the middle of the third set, Tiafo had won that. Here is my worry, Mike. I don't want this to be the signature win of his entire career. I'll analogize right. it to basketball. John Wall, a few years ago with the Washington Wizards, won a game six in a playoffs against Boston. John Wall jumped up on a table and proclaimed himself king of the world. 
He, he had no points at all in the fourth quarter of Game 7. He hasn't done anything athletically since. Anything. I, want, I don't think Tiafo has to win this tournament, Mike, but I'd love to see him get to the semis so that we don't think it's a one-shot for him. Tony, yes, because we're rooting for him. By the way, he'd have to win upsets in each of the next two if he gets the predicted opponent because they're better seeds than he is. I, I agree with you on that, Tone, but I think, look, you got to be able to replace your goats, and those are goats. Serena and Federer and sure. Joker and Nadal. You could argue all three of those okay. guys are the GOAT. You, but you you got to replace them. And I think that tennis is in good hands. I think these young players are great to watch. And okay, Kyrgios, I'll give you that. I'll not give you exactly. That. I know yeah. you want to watch Kyrgios some more. I know you do. Okay. Thank you for bringing him up. Nick Kyrgios is like psychotic on the court. We both <laughs> yes, watch him. Throws the it's racket, great. screams at everybody. But what yes. talent. He yes. beat Medvedev the way Tiafo beat Nadal. Must see. He was must see TV. Fantastic. Kyrgios, man. But crazy. Kyrgios. Crazy. Oh. Let's move to the big weekend in college football. Brian Kelly and LSU were down two touchdowns to Florida State late in the fourth and appeared to be out after muffing a second punt. But the Tigers drove 99 yards in the final 80 seconds for the apparent tying score only for the Seminoles to block their point-after-kick attempt tone. Is LSU's loss in Kelly's debut the most intriguing result of the first full college football weekend to you? That's a good question. Coincidentally, after you got off my podcast this morning, Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated got on. And I asked him that question about that game and that team and that coach. And he said, no. The most intriguing thing that happened all weekend was Georgia thumping Oregon. I believe it was 49-3. to He said that Georgia's defense, Georgia's defense was as strong as ever, even though they lost five first-round picks in the draft off defense. He said their offense was better. It averaged 9.2 yards per play. And against who? Against the guy who last year was the defensive coordinator for Georgia, who should have known how to stop that offense of Georgia's. I wondered if this was just, you know, the Pac-10 stinking. And I know that USC scored 66 points, but they're leaving for the Big Ten. They're leaving Flotsam and Jetsam behind. That was, it was Forty's opinion that that was the biggest game. Yeah, I didn't care about that game. The LSU game. And I don't <laughs> I want to disagree, Tony, because I don't want to just give over the show to Brian Kelly in week one already, because we got to talk about him every week now. But Tony, that game was compelling. The game itself. I don't mean these ancillary storylines. And look, when LSU recovers that fumble, I'm watching live. And when they recover it, I got dinner reservations out here in Scottsdale right behind me. And Matthew says, Dad, what are you doing? We can't leave now. LSU's got the ball back. And I go, eh, that's a waste of time. LSU can't go down the field and score. We get to the restaurant, luckily, just before the PAT is kicked, and we can watch that live. And by the way, that took the whole last drive tone. I said 80 seconds. It must have taken 15 minutes. That's what college football does, by the way. The Northwestern Nebraska game in Ireland took four hours. My God, people. Four hours. You can't get I love it, but you can't get rid of it. Tone, it was the Brian Kelly thing. It was the drama okay. that well, ensued. It played out there. That was the biggest result of the weekend. The most dramatic, certainly. I think around the country, 
I think around the country, the majority of people are probably happy that Brian Kelly lost. I think he's seen as greedy going from yeah. Notre Dame to LSU that way, although who wouldn't take $95 million? I just want to go to your Big Ten for a second. Okay. Iowa, seven points the hard way. Three, two, and two. Wow. No yeah. offense at all. The offensive coordinator probably should worry about sending his laundry out, except hello, his father is the head coach, so he's safe. We move on. Over the weekend, near Boston, Dustin Johnson dropped in a 35-foot eagle putt to win the Saudi Saudi Tour event in a week when the PGA Tour was dark. That moment for Dustin Johnson, Wilbon, big deal, little deal, no deal. Well, not for him. He's won a major. I mean, before the Saudi Tour, yes, Tony. Two, two majors for sure. Because the Saudi Tour, Tone, all it's been so far every day is you're keeping scores. You go to the, 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 the notebook to see who defected and how much money he's getting. And again, you know, I'm in a community out here where I can actually see these guys on the range and talk to them as they figure out, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Am I going to take this money? And it's more than a morality play. These are people that are your neighbors. You know them. You, you go, hey, have you decided, what are you going to do? That's been the story over and over and over and over. Now the story has become golf. It's the first time, Tone, as far as I can remember with the Live Tour, and I don't know how many events they've had, what, four maybe, that we've talked about the result, having to knock in that eagle putt. That's a big deal for a big-time guy who's been the number one player in the world. So to me, if not for Dustin Johnson, then for Liv, that's a big result and a big deal. So I saw the clip that everybody has seen of him rolling in that putt. And by the way, if it doesn't hit the cup, it's going 30 feet past because it's going yeah. 100 miles an hour. I saw the clip because it wasn't on TV. TV, as I understand it, it wasn't on right. TV. Now, you Not know streaming. what I watched. You know I watch college football. You know I watch baseball with the Nats. You know that I watched a lot of tennis, and you know that I watched the Seattle WNBA ending for Super. I watched all that. I never heard of this thing. I didn't know this thing happened. So that's a downgrade of of a bit. But I want to talk about the crowd reaction, Mike. They were 15 deep, and they were chanting DJ, DJ, DJ. And if you didn't know, you would think that was a PGA Tour event. So if I'm on the PGA Tour Board of Governors, I'm a little nervous now because this is Dustin Johnson. This isn't just some guy. This is the best American player to defect and go to the Saudi Tour. Not as important as Phil, but well, a much Kep- better player. Kepka. Kepka's the best. Uh, no, he's better than Kepka. Kepka can't well, win Kepka's anymore. Kepka's got four majors, right? Doesn't Kepka so have four? But he can't win now. He's been hurt too much. He'll if you are Jay Monahan, what are you thinking? Because this thing looks like golf. Dustin Tony. Johnson has made $9.9 million yeah, already. How about that? Maybe that's how about against that? his guarantee, but that's so much money, Mike. It's but so Tony, much it, money. It, it, but here's the thing. If you have the best players in the world, and by the way, I went through not just the leaderboard. I went through everybody in that tournament yesterday in, in agate, as we used to say. And, Tone, I'm looking at that thinking, I know this guy, I know this guy. Tony, I was yeah, – there there's some good players. I was – a lot of guys were majors. They've got a lot of guys. looks like a PGA leaderboard. And I told you before well, I went on my is, hiatus. This is what I'm saying to you. That was going to be the case. And you were saying, no, no, no. They're not going to defend. If you're huh? the PGA, if you're the PGA, nervous. what nervous. happened makes you nervous. Let's take That's a right. break. Coming up, Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. Both have big weekends. Who improved his MVP case more? And could Albert Pujols. God, I'm tired of him. 
be convinced to put off retirement and return next season as a Cup fan? No, out, no, no, out. You know, just retire. Dustin Johnson made $4 million to play 54 holes. Yeah. The PGA that? Tour doesn't have that on a regular tour stop. But Not they're, half they're of that. ramping up that money. They're ramping up that money to Phil's original point, leverage. Huh. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It's time to talk about your issues in mail time. Let me reach here and see what's mail first. Time? Maybe they have no issues. Which AL MVP candidate had the bigger weekend, Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani? Look, we've got roughly a month still, but bigger weekend? I think Aaron Judge. I think. I'm not certain about that, Tony. I mean, I'm not as fascinated with home runs as A, I used to be, or B, everybody else seems to be. And Aaron Judge is a beast. And Shohei's second in home runs with, what, 32 or 33, whatever he's got now? 32. But he's also got 11 wins and a great ERA. I, I mean, they both had terrific weekends. Shohei hit two yesterday. I, this is going down to the wire for me. I don't vote on this. You don't vote on this anymore. You might have at one point. But I, no, I, I this is going on. down no. to the wire, Tone. If I cast a ballot, I'd be waiting till the last day. Judge is killing it in home runs with 54 and an RBI with 117, that's the best in baseball. And for a power hitter, to get to 302 as a batting average is a very big deal. Yes, it is. But as you say, Otani is second in the American League in home runs, and he's fifth in strikeouts, and he's fifth in ERA, 2.85. And the question always is, well, what's Judge's ERA? I don't know how you discount the fact that Otani plays two positions. For me to vote MVP for Judge, for me... With the history of where I grew up, he's got to hit 62 or more. He's got to at least get the Yankee record. Don't you think he's going to do that, by the way? Don't you think he'll hit 62 or more? I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Is Nolan Arenado right that Albert Pujols should come back next season? Or is it better for Pujols to leave on a high note? You know, Tony, this is fascinating because 
Uber producer Matthew Kelleher said to me earlier today when I said he should retire, suppose he winds up at six ninety nine at the end of this season. Does he not? Is he not earned the right to come back to hit seven hundred? And the answer, of course, is yes. He's earned that right. I think he should go. I mean, I don't think Pujols is good. By the way, if Pujols had stayed in St. Louis originally, he'd have seven hundred and seventy home runs. He would have killed every. He would have lapped people. He'd have passed Bonds. He'd have passed everybody if he had stayed in St. Louis. But he made that move to go to California and waste some years. He'd be like one of the five greatest hitters of all time if he had stayed. So I, I think he should go. I think you, you drop the mic and walk away and you just look like the best ever. He's been saying all along he's going to go. And yeah. he has the right to make that choice. Look, let's take that scenario. Let's say he gets to 698 and everybody wants him to come back. And let's say he comes back, okay? And then it's the third week of April, and he doesn't have any home runs, and it's hard to justify putting him in a lineup. I'm sorry, Mike. I see Willie Mays in that last year stumbling around home plate, the greatest player I ever watched play baseball. And it's a bad ending. If he walks away now, he walks away back in St. Louis, where people love him. He walks away on a first-place team. He walks away killing it for the last month. And people forget those 10 years with the Angels. I say you walk no matter what, and your next stop is Cooperstown. I think Nolan Arenado is wrong, but I hope he gets to 700 this year. By the way, and then, was it and then 10 it's years? easy to walk. It wasn't 10 years with the Angels, was it? Oh my God, what a waste. I, I thought it was 10. I thought it would be Ruth, Garrick, Mays, and Pujols, Ted Williams, of course. If Pujols had stayed, yeah, Tony, he'd be with those guys. Not with them right now. He's still way, 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 way. What, one of the 20 best hitters in. Baseball history, would you say, 20 best? Sure. Oh, sure. Come on, look at the numbers. Let's take one last break. Still to come, how concerned should the Mets be about the injury that forced Max Scherzer, the great Max Scherzer from a game, it's that oblique thing again. Bad. The Steelers named their starting quarterback, and I'm a fan. I'm a root for this guy so hard all year because he's going to be coached. He's going to get coaching like in, in Pittsburgh. Chicago. He didn't you get You laughed when they traded up to get him. We well, laughed when they traded to two to get him. You laughed. You said it was stupid. I like him. I like him now. Now. I'm rooting for him. Now you like Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 39th birthday yesterday, Lincoln Riley. After going 55-10 and 10 at Oklahoma, 
Winning four straight Big 12 titles and developing two Heisman winners, Riley took the job at USC, brought his quarterback Caleb Williams with him, and opened up this weekend with a 66-14 thumping of Rice. USC scored on every one of its possessions through the first three quarters, and on defense, they had three pick sixes. Those 66 points were more than USC scored in any game under Clay Helton, who was fired last year. It was USC's highest scoring game since 2008, when Pete Carroll was still there, and the first time for three pick sixes since 1982. As coaching debuts go, it was better than Brian Kelly's. Yeah, it was, Tony. Uh, in our house, we root hard for Gonzaga High School's own Caleb Williams. Speaking of locals, right, big-time locals from D.C., right. where we usually are, me occasionally, you more so. This is great. What a great debut Thanks. in that circumstance for coach and quarterback. Rooting hard for him. Happy anniversary, Cal Ripken Jr. On this day 27 years ago, Ripken broke Lou Gehrig's record for most consecutive games played with 2,131. We often refer to this game, and we often note that Wilbon and I were there, and I got this hat, and we yep. had the honor of watching with the great sports writer Shirley Povich, who the was goat. there the day Gehrig set the record. The so goat, let's baby. take this time to congratulate the Baltimore Orioles now in their stunning rebirth this season. After years and years of 100-plus losses, the Orioles have suddenly become a competitive team. They are seven games over 500. They have an outside shot at a wild card. And their manager, Brandon Hyde, he should be manager of the year. Tony, they're only four and a half back at Toronto, even though they were swept in a doubleheader yesterday. But eight games left versus Toronto. So the O's, they got a shot at it, right? And again, they're competitive, they do. which we know they hadn't been for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Happy trails. Let's get the prompter to any other Steeler ever wearing Franco Harris's number 32. The Pittsburgh Steelers will officially retire the number 32 worn by Franco Harris when they celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate wow. Reception on December 24th in their game against the Raiders. No Steeler has worn 32 since Harris left Pittsburgh in 1984. Harris wore 32 because Jim Brown famously wore it in Cleveland. The Immaculate Reception, of course, is one of the iconic plays in NFL lore. Ironically for Harris, it's a catch. Harris was far better known as a pounding running back who was third all-time in rushing yards when Frank he retired. Oh, baby. This will be only the third officially retired Steelers jersey, joining Ernie Stautner's number 70 and Joe Green's number 75. Tone, after Walter Payton, Franco Harris was probably my favorite running back for a lot of years. At the Super Bowl one year, I'm having dinner I have multiple people there. I'm, I'm treating people. I get ready to say check, please, or I say check, please. And the server comes over and says, um, Franco Harris picked up your tab. You're out of here. Really? What a that's fabulous. That's, a, that's, that's so an nice. all-time dinner. Franco Harris, one of the all-time great. great people, in addition to being oh. one of the great football players ever, ever. Franco, love Very him. nice. Uh I made an error during the show. Shohei's ERA is 258, not 285. And one update, Isla Tomjanovic lost in straight sets to Anjabur. Wow. So she is out of the open. Did not okay. get to the semis. Let us go to big finish. The Steelers. Let's do it. Name your boy Mitch Chubitsky as their starting quarterback. Your thoughts? He's going to win at least 10 games, have a terrific year, because he's going to get coached by Mike Tomlin and the staff in Pittsburgh like he wasn't in Chicago. You hear me, people? Max Scherzer left Saturday starting the fifth with fatigue on his left side again. You concerned, Mr. Knapp? 
I, I love Scherzer. This is the second time he's going out with a similar injury. Yes, I am concerned. Kyle Wright of the Braves goes for his 18th win tonight against the A's. Do you like his chances? Yeah, he's 17-5. He's going against the A's who are the worst team in the American League. Nobody wins a lot of games anymore. Good for him. Jets coach Robert Salas says there is a chance Zach Wilson could play in the season opener. Is that even a big deal? So you're saying there's a chance? There's a chance yes. the Jets stink. Last one. WNBA playoffs continue tonight. Who you got? Uh, Tony, the sun and the sky play in Connecticut in a, it could be a deciding game. And the Aces and Storm, I, I, I'm rooting for Seattle. You know I want the, the sky to win. And I think that's what's going to happen tonight. I hope. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Can't let Sue Bird go out losing at home. Can't let that happen, Seattle. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.